0: If you're gonna race cars, mate, you're gonna crash cars. Are you telling me you made a
1: time machine out of a McLaren.
0: Oh like my dad always says you shouldn't hit boys, mate. Oh uh, well we're not friends. Well racing is <gasps>
1: it's
0: life. Anything that happens before or after. Just waiting. You're listening to The Grid Girls with Saski and sarah
1: Sasky, where the hell are you right now
0: well i'm in barcelona
1: (laughs) this is craziness we haven't talked to each other in like maybe a month at this point
0: well look we talk to each other but it's been entirely via i we haven't managed to get ourselves at the same place at the same time to do this thing we call grid girls
1: i mean to be fair we're never in the same place at the same time but we're not we haven't been in the same time zone Pretty much a month now.
0: Yeah, look. To be honest, it's it, it's about as awkward as when we used to try and arrange um recordings for our previous attempt at a podcast when I lived in Australia.
1: Yeah, no, man. I had gotten used to this whole like your eight o'clock is my eight o'clock thing, and this. Yeah. But now we're here, and it's very great. And,
0: well, your what is it? Six thirty PM is my twelve thirty-one AM here yeah. in Barcelona.
1: Barcelona. Home of testing. Did you know there's only going to be eight days of testing for all of next season? Really? Yeah, did you hear? But this so came what out is it? Yeah. You're in Europe with the internet, but
0: yeah. yeah, we're going to already establish today that I
1: not anything that's happening. So please fill me in, Sarah. Absolutely. So they came out with this thing today. They're not going to have any in-season testing next year. It's just going to be four days in Barcelona and then four more days in Barcelona. And that's it. Wow, that's... Yeah. Before the season starts. Now, now,
0: I know we've had in-season testing this year.
1: Hell yeah, we did.
0: Did we get in-season
1: testing last year? Yeah, it was at Silverstone.
0: Okay, because I was kind of like, I feel like in-season testing is something that's only come back in the last couple of years. And when I say I feel like, it's because I have no idea. But I don't remember it from previous years.
1: Right. I mean, they don't really usually make a very big deal out of it. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of media there or anything.
0: Um, yes, because, you know, when you can have a week off, why would you spend it in Austria?
1: Listen, <laughs> Austria was amazing, okay? Austria,
0: every time I watched the, the Austrian Grand Prix, all I remember is like, wow, how beautiful is this racetrack?
1: It was freaking gorgeous, Sasky. I, I can't, let's like just. Like, Monaco for-
0: is pretty, but Austria is just.
1: No. Monaco, Monaco is. is-
0: shiny. <sighs> Monaco is shiny.
1: It's glitzy yeah austria is straight up beautiful like we're talking all right so how we did it was we all flew into munich and then we rented a car and then we drove from munich to spielberg and i'll tell you that every european i talked to when i was planning this trip was like holy crap you're gonna drive four hours after you get off a plane and i was like bro i'm from america
0: (laughs) four hours barely gets you to the next city in the,
1: listen, I, I, used to, I used to fly out to St. Louis. So I used to drive to New York to get on the plane because it was like $300 cheaper. Oh,
0: I used to, I try to explain to people when they ask me where I'm from in Australia. I'm like, get to Brisbane and then go north 800 kilometers Like, what else is around there? I'm like, nothing, literally. The next major city is an hour and a half away, and it's half the size. The next city bigger than us is, like, seven hours down the
1: road. (laughs) That's crazy. But, yeah, so basically, you know, we get to Munich. We drive to Spielberg. By the time we get, I'd say, two hours from Spielberg, maybe it was a little closer, it was dark. So we got to the campsite and pitched our tent and everything. You know, there was light in the campsite, but we couldn't really see, you know, what the surrounding Mm you know scenery looks like aside from it smelled like being in the woods (laughs) (laughs) well guess why you were
0: in the woods
1: well not even that we climbed out of our tent this morning and all of us just kind of went holy crap because you look out over your campsite and there are just mountains just as far as you can see it was was breathtaking honestly Um, and actually what you can't really tell on TV um, is that the entire track is on like a 45 degree incline, mm-hmm. um, so for those of us who watched most of the um, most of the sessions from the very back straight, you know, you mm-hmm. know how flat the track kind of looks like Fudgy the Whale? Yep. Well the whale's tail, the flat part, that straight between um, corners 2 and 3 was where we were watching from, it was like right where Kimmy and Alonzo crashed. To get up there, they took this little choo-choo train that took like 15 minutes and did not feel like it was going to make it because the incline was so steep, or you walk up the other way, which took like 45 minutes, and just kind of winds you up all these hills. It was crazy. It was crazy, and I loved it. I, I you know, that's my third was my third track that I've been to, and I just- I could not- I didn't want to leave. I never wanted to leave. It was amazing.
0: I just remember looking at it and I'm like, this is beautiful. To be honest, I- I, I'm trying to remember if I even saw the race. I'm sure I did, but I can't. Like, life has been so busy lately. I couldn't tell you where I was or what happened or any of those things.
1: That was right after the Blackhawks won, like two days later. Okay,
0: so I was home. I, you know what? I was home and I got up out of bed to watch it. I made myself get up, go downstairs and watch it because I knew that if I stayed at home, you know what? I'm trying to remember if I even did that. Or I may have been at someone else's house. Regardless, regardless, I I saw, you know what? It was at work, I think, and I watched the 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 it was somewhere, and I watched Kimmy and Alonzo crash, and I was just like, oh my god, the cars are on top of each other.
1: Yes, that was slightly horrifying.
0: Oh god, but like, telling really you, you like, know what? what? It was horrifying, but it's it's in front of we- my face. But with how the broadcast of it happened, you didn't actually see it until they had stopped. Yeah. So you didn't kind of get as much horror because they stopped. And then, like, two seconds later, they're showing them, like, trying to get out of the cars. And you're like, oh, well, they're fine.
1: See, that's the thing. We couldn't see that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So we were like, oh, no. On television, it was nowhere near as horrifying as it was in person.
1: The other thing is that all the commentary at the track at that point was in German. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you don't speak German. This is a problem when you go to other countries and you have to listen to half a commentary in not English. Yep, yep. Look,
0: I, I don't understand that from a car racing sense. That, but that being said, my, my dear friend in Toronto speaks Spanish. And she made me watch the Fernando Alonso Last Ferrari race documentary in Spanish and had to translate the whole thing because I was like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what he's talking about.
1: The thing is, I get it. It happened in Canada, too. They did the whole thing in English and French. Like, obviously, you're going to have to do it in the language of the place you're in. Yeah. And English is the the language of motorsport, So, yeah, I get it. It's nice that they did it in both, honestly. Um, so that was cool. I mean, let's see. Other stuff about Austria. I could just, I could literally go on about Austria for forever. I loved it. Look. I, it would have been good if we'd managed to make a podcast between Australia. I know, and Australia. I know. This one's just going to be kind of long. I'm look, sorry.
0: Australia. well, it better not be too long because it's yeah, twelve thirty-eight in the morning, and I need to sleep at some point.
1: Right. Right. Um, all, right
0: all right. Let's let's look, do. I see that you. Met, I, I saw that you met Alex Rossi.
1: Man, <laughs> let me let me just talk about that for a little bit. So what happened was. If you follow me on Twitter, you see that I made this big stupid banner. It was excellent.
0: It was an I'm excellent banner
1: on my wall right now. It's I'm looking at it. It just makes me so happy. Um, so while I was making it, I tweeted a picture of just the bottom, and it's like an interstate highway sign with Rossi's name on it. And he, like someone had tweeted it at him. It wasn't me. Like someone else did this, and suddenly like it blew up. And I was like, you guys, that's not even... That's, like, the bottom of it. That's not even the whole banner. Um, <laughs> you didn't even see the best bits of it, guys. Or Like, oh, man. So I painted the whole thing and then tweeted it again. And the team picked it up. And I was like, that's cool. That's cool. And Roxy was like, I, we should get together in Austria. Like, I want to see this. And I, and I freaked out. So... we yeah. were like, like, yeah, I can do that. That's sweet. Yeah. We get to the track, and I, like, had all these problems with my SIM card. Um... But what ended up happening was on the, it was Friday. It was Friday, because that was when, that's when GP2 qualifying was. Mm -hmm. So we got, we got the banner out. We're, like, sitting on the hillside, just kind of, you know, doing whatever, drinking beer, watching stuff go. Um, We got the banner out, and we just, like, used it as a blanket, because it was really cold out, and I tweeted a picture of that, and I tagged him and his team, and they sent me a DM, and they were like, yo send us a text tomorrow morning and you can come, like, we want to see this there. And I was like, oh, my God. All right. Okay. So, you're like, well, I, I, don't, you're like I don't have enough American gear on to be prepared was, Oh, but that's the thing. I did. I had all of my gear for Silverstone because the 4th of July was while we were in Silverstone. So, <laughs> yeah, we just, we kitted ourselves out in America stuff and we uh, we went in the garage and he was great. He was fantastic. He actually was up in the... so there was the F1 Village, which was outside the track. It was, like, where you could buy all the merch and buy food, and there was, like, a little simulator, and all of the mm-hmm. GP drivers were up doing the simulator while my friend Catherine and I went in the paddock with Racing Engineering, which is his team. He was up doing the gaming thing, and my friend Liz was up there, too, and she ran into him at some point and was like, hey, I'm one of the Americans. And he was like, aren't you supposed to be in the paddock right now? And she was like, yeah, you guys only had two passes, and there are three of us. So he actually took her with him in the van back to the paddock. So she's sitting between him and Richie Stanaway, like, just cruising through the track. She's just like, hey, hi. Yeah, um, yeah to, to hear her tell this story, it's literally the funniest thing ever. But So Catherine and I had just kind of been cruising around the paddock. We saw Mitch Evans. We saw Stoffel Vendor and just everyone kind of working and doing stuff. And... It was really neat to kind of get up close and see you know the little details of how everyone in the garage was working together and how all the tires Mm -hmm. were carted around and it was neat so eventually we kind of meander our way back over to to Rossi's garage and he comes strolling around the corner still still
0: bearing the banner
1: oh yeah i had it in my backpack um he comes strolling around the corner with elizabeth and i'm just like how how the hell did you manage this um well i've got skills so america basically and yes yeah, so that was it and um he took us all in the garage and his pr person was like alex explain your car to everyone and he was like well you guys probably know more about this than i do and we were like oh my god i just you're the greatest um and he like i am you, know. sorry i'm just imagining your eyes now and the not even
0: hearts, they're just shiny eagles. It's like,
1: it's like anime shiny eyes, like that's basically what my whole life was. It was amazing. Um, yeah, he stood and talked to us for like 20 minutes about, you know, his car and how his qualifying had gone and, uh, why, um, yeah, like a piece of his car had been put in upside down and that's why his qualifying didn't go well. He qualified like 12th 13th, I think. Um... I love the fact that even if it was put in upside down, it still worked well enough for the car to There's run. For him to like finish qualifying, so that's fine, I guess. Um, but yeah, and then we talked about Formula E, and he's really into that. And um, he actually went to the race that was in London while we were there, and um, yeah, just talking about you know F one and kind of where things are. He made a joke at one point. He was like, "Oh, so you guys are going to watch F one qualifying later." And then go home, right? And we were like, dude, your race is after that. And he was like, well, you don't have to watch it. And we were like, yes, we do now. Like, we're going to, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Um, and he did really well in that race, too. He actually fought his way up to, um, he was in third, and then one of his tires had a slow leak. So he was going, he ended the race in fifth, which was, or sixth, which was okay, considering. Um, but yeah, so we hung out in his garage, and he signed the banner, and at one point he, like, took parts of his car off. So that he could lay the banner flat so that he could sign it. And so we could <laughs> <laughs> he
0: just- that's amazing. Well you sound like you had you sound like you had a great time in, in
1: Austria and I'm very, very jealous. Yeah, oh man. And um, you know, that aside, G P two was really fun to watch. Like I, I have I have a massive amount
0: of love for GP3 and GP2 because I do love a good spec series, right? And we've talked about this before. Yeah. And, and I have no intention of formula – I have no desire for Formula 1 to be a spec series. I mean, I'd love if the cars were a little bit closer together from a competitiveness scale. But I love the idea of GP3 and GP2 being a spec series. So you really see talent as separated from teams with money and cars and things like that. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. I didn't I didn't a big find fan of GP2.
1: A, yeah, the racing in GP3 was nowhere near as good. Um, oh, of course not no no. No, no, no. Um but the GP2, I mean the the way the cars sounded, the way the racing was, the overtaking, it was all just it was fantastic and it's definitely something that I'm going to seek out to watch on TV from now on definitely.
0: Yeah. I mean, I try to make an effort, but I think the races start at like four the Sunday races start at four a.m. in the morning, and it's just not. I, I finish work at two two a.m. It's just not going to happen. Like half the time. That being said, the first race on a sad day, or the race on a sad day, is normally after. So you're getting a good GP two race at say you know ten a.m. Yeah, it's 10. It's, to qualify, so Yes, pretty- it's a really good time in that sense.
1: Mm-hmm. yep 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 exactly so I yeah I'm, I'm... what EP2 is good yeah it is and the other part of it is that you know <laughs> all things considered where Stoffel Van Dorn is leading by so much right now he's still catchable I mean Rossi, yeah. yep. Rossi is only about 50 points behind him and there's still a lot of the season left to go that and... being said I see Stoffel Van Doren winning the championship this year me too, but I'm still going to cheer for America until there's absolutely no chance. Look, of
0: American women. I would be, I, I understand completely. I mean, if there was an Australian, I'd be cheering for him, but all I've got is Mitch Evans, so I'll take it.
1: Aren't you guys supposed to not like New Zealand, too?
0: My mother's a New Zealander. Oh, that's
1: right, that's right. I forgot about
0: yeah, that. I have a New Zealander mother, so I actually quite like New Zealand. If there was a Scott in the chat I'd be cheering for him as well. There is where one. Love, in, in GP2? Yeah.
1: Who's Scottish in GP2? I'm looking this up right now.
0: Oh, God, I feel terrible right now because I was like, I had Susie Wolf, and that was about it.
1: Scottish? driver. Let's look. I'm going
0: to feel really bad now that I've, like, completely ignored some driver. Like, the thing is, you also have to kind of go through because they give them all a British flag and you're a bit like, oh, okay, are you actually from Britain or, you know, where are you from?
1: yeah maybe, maybe i lied i swear to god someone would no someone's welsh that's what it is i'm sorry
0: who's welsh alex is jordan king welsh no because alex lynn is from essex <laughs> Jordan king um is from jordan king is from i'm attempting to find his page right now and it just says he's british and i'm like that doesn't help me George, Nick Yalloway is from Stafford, so he's English. Jordan King is from from Harbury, Leamington. So basically, no, they're all British.
1: Yeah, what the hell? Maybe I wonder if it was GP three then.
0: Potentially. Well, well, there's two New Zealand drivers in in GP two. You've got Stanaway, who graduated from GP three, and 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 Mitch Evans, um, but everyone else is none of none of them are Welsh or Scottish. It's disappointing. Yeah, you're like, oh, so I don't know. I don't an know Australian I mean. look? There's an Australian in GP3. which mm-hmm. Gilbert is Australian. Um, I think there's another Australian in Formula um, Formula Three Point Five. But look, I can just be honest. My GP3 girl, my GP3 driver is Salmon Gomez. Flying, of course. Starts, finishes, it's her. Like.
1: Yeah,
0: no, that's End
1: fair. Historic. I was you know, honestly, honestly Yeah, keep going. I was like vaguely cheering for Jordan King because I mean he
0: sucks. reserve, yeah, kind of.
1: Yeah. His didn't his dad like bail the team out, something like that? He well, did. His
0: dad's, yeah, his dad's involved with mana and he's now the mana driver man of reserve driver which i was kind of like you know what if you save the team yeah fair enough your kid can be the reserve driver
1: <laughs> yeah i mean he's like the reserve reserve driver though because yeah. uh fabio, fabio Lamer is testing for them this week at hungary
0: look to be honest i place little i place little seriousness in who it tests cars well. <laughs> in who, no, 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 in who tests cars being anywhere near getting actual seats. Oh. Because I look at some of the, I look at some of these guys, There's Australian kid that tested a car who's never even raced in GP3 or or Formula Renault 3.5. Like he came out of nowhere. He tested the car and he went back to Australia. Like it literally made no sense whatsoever. And I was like,
1: okay, then fair enough. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um also, I was obviously cheering for Samin Gomez, but all of, two of the three guys driving for Carlin in GP three, um, Jan Martinborough. Mm-hmm, yeah. He was the one that came through
0: the uh I'm pretty sure he came through the like the Gran Turismo uh video game tournament.
1: The G T Academy, yeah. And he also Academy, a, a car in uh Le Mans. True, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's a friend
0: about... i had a sorry i just had a friend who's been competing in the nissan version of the gt academy oh yeah or maybe the gt academy may be the nissan thing he's competing in the australian version and he came like third and i was like oh good work sorry you just
1: didn't get there um, but so yeah i was vaguely cheering for him so i don't his name um, esteban o'con because he was in the uh, the baby lotus driver he was also going to be at testing and then Antonio Fuoco, only because, in Italian, that his name basically translates to Tony Fire.
0: How bad <laughs>
1: is that? That's, that's pretty good. I like that. I can get behind that as the name. Yeah. And he's the Ferrari reserve driver. He's Italian. And wait, 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 wait.
0: He's the Ferrari reserve driver? How many reserve drivers does Ferrari need?
1: I don't know, but he tested for them in Austria, so...
0: I feel like at this point in time, everyone has tested for Ferrari.
1: Right, exactly. However, the most important part of this is that on Saturday in Austria, we're, like, kind of picking our way back to our campsite after the GP3 race, and this, like, mass of Italian fans with this massive TIFO just came out of nowhere. And started singing. I love a good tifo. Oh no! It was literally the biggest thing I've ever seen. Like there was no need for this. I have pictures of it. It's it's crazy. There were like twenty. There so was a need for it. They're Italian. I know Italians. Like they go hard. I could not believe yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The um, only people I think that do better tifos than the Italians are like the Germans like or maybe true. the Serbians.
1: And my, mine was a one-person TIFO, but oh my God, that, that, is, that is teamwork. It was beautiful.
0: I, I made, I designed a TIFO once that was, and I convinced work to donate the fabric. I designed a TIFO once that was like 10 meters long and like five meters high. And I designed it all and I set them all the prints and everything. It was like, right, you bitches can paint
1: this. I don't have to. Hide. Yeah. That's amazing. like, sorry guys, I'm out of here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyways, GP2, GP3 were fun. Meeting Alex Rossi was cool. The actual race was really good for me, personally, as a human being. Um, most of it was me clinging to my friends and crying after Nico overtook Lewis at the first corner. Oh man. Yeah, was just, this is
0: i think i sent a, like a little bunch of messages to my friend it was like nico is nico just it just oh the thing I happened you did it. the thing
1: <laughs> that was me He's like
0: are you okay i'm like no i'm not okay but look it was nico overtook and won and it was amazing but it doesn't beat the star of silverstone
1: listen we, we'll get there we'll get there let's not count our chickens my friend let me bask in this. <laughs> um, it was. It was great. I mean, that whole race, there was a big chunk in the middle that was a little boring, but um, yeah. you know, the I whole time. I have off that. I was like, oh, yeah. we're still going. Okay. Drama with the safety car, you know, Dan Ricardo's car basically died. Will Stevens was out of the race. It was so funny because the three friends that I was with, uh, one was a huge Ricardo fan, one was a huge Manor fan, which is just sad in and of itself, <laughs> and then... Yeah, my friend Liz is just like, what? Why? <laughs> and then my other friend was a huge Felipe Massa fan. So before the race, we all kind of did a little prayer circle and we were all like, just please let Lewis lose. Just please let Nico win. This is all take what you need, racing gods. Take what you need. And they took Kimi, Fernando, Will Stevens, basically Dan Ricardo, and not Felipe. So it just everything worked out beautifully. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, look, we got an outcome
0: we can live with. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. So that was great. Um, from there, we, my little group, went over to Vienna for a couple days and actually did that vacation Vienna. There. I'm doing Vienna in a couple of days. Who's oh, wow! Well, right two weeks. Go to the aquarium. Go to the aquarium. Okay. It's an aquarium. It's fun. Okay, um, I get that it was an aquarium when you described it as an aquarium listen it's 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 one of the better aquariums i've been to just for the aquarium aspect of it i feel like you've been to a few aquariums right i went to the seattle one the one here in boston is pretty good um i've been to yes anyways so we have one in toronto that i haven't been to yeah the highlight of this one though is that there is a roof deck it is on the 11th floor you can see all of vienna literally all of it's incredible and the price to get up there is only the price of admission to the aquarium. So, nice, nice. Okay, well, I will definitely, totally worth definitely it. Take that
0: one into consideration. I'll be there in about three weeks' time.
1: You gotta eat saturetort while you're there. That's very important. What saturetort? It's just like I know a, what it is. it's like a. Not super rich chocolate cake, but I guess it's really famous there. We had it. Don't go to the satcher Hotel to get it. Go to like any random coffee shop and get it. It's super good. Sounds good to me. I right. went to a random
0: coffee shop where J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Did it you did read? in Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> There's also a cemetery in Edinburgh with all these names, which she borrowed for the book. He's the, the poor Tom Riddle family who's now been known as the family which Voldemort got named after. <laughs> I was like, man, I feel bad for you
1: guys. Look, kind of, there? but also now you're super famous, so not really.
0: True, true. No don't want to who you were, so. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, we really, I mean, we took this three-week trip and we really didn't do a whole lot of, like, just regular sightseeing, and so this day in Vienna okay. Really, really nice. Also, wait, I'll talk to this after, but do you have a hostel in Vienna yet? Yes, and that's the one you recommended. Oh, good, 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 good. Excellent.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> remembered to ask you on that front.
1: Yes, you will like it. It's how funny. people
0: are listening to this, and
1: they're like, we don't really care. What well, it's you- fine. You know what? Y'all can deal. Y'all can deal. We haven't talked in okay. three weeks, so. Yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll carry on then. After Vienna. You're clearly <laughs> hiccuping when we do this. Oh, that's fine. After Vienna we looked it back over and went to testing. So yeah, how was testing? It's not cold. I saw that it was cold. I gotta talk about testing for a minute because it rained the whole first morning. <laughs> the Entire <laughs> morning. All we got to see was a McLaren picking an install lap, and you know how bad those McLaren sound. It they was- sound like a wet fart, according it to do you. They sound like a wet fart. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. we're Kind of just sat there in the. We got there at eight. We left Vienna at six o'clock in the morning. We got there at eight. We felt like idiots because it wasn't supposed to start until nine. So we (laughs) sat in this grandstand for twelve hours because since it rained all morning, they decided to extend testing to eight p.m. instead of running on Thursday.
0: Yeah, I remember this because you and I were meant to record a podcast that night. Yes, we were. Message from you that's like, hey, Uh, we're still track, and I was just like, yeah. Of course you are, Sarah Connors. Of course you are. Sorry, you're going to have to excuse my hiccups at the end of sentences.
1: Oh, that's fine. But yeah, so testing was a a situation. It was good. Yeah. Um, So basically, all we had to do all morning was sit around and take selfies and tweet at other people in the grandstand. (laughs) Tweet at the teams to bring us coffee and wait, then one of the teams actually did bring us coffee and it was kind of crazy. Did you hear about this? Wait, wait, wait!
0: No, I didn't hear about it.
1: <laughs> oh man! So I need so, to hear about this. A bunch of us are, you know, just kind of looking at Twitter and Mercedes tweets like, "Oh, look at our coffee! It's so great. We're inside. It's raining." Blah 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 blah. My friend Catherine tweets at them like, "Do you guys want to share? We're in the grandstand. It's real cold." <laughs> Three minutes later, two got two people in Mercedes outfits come over with these trays of coffee cups. And a bag of candy and a bag of energy drinks, and it's just like, here we brought this for you guys. You're the best fan, blah blah blah, and it was the best thing ever. You're like, okay,
0: so you have officially cemented your place as number number one favorite team.
1: Number one favorite team, like possibly even including once we get an American team, I might have to still stick with yeah. You. They care about. They care about. Will they bring you, they bring you coffee? Uh, probably not. Probably not. And it wasn't just coffee either. It was coffee and tea. They brought us tea. Not that those of um, us who would rather throw that shit in the river would really want to drink that. But there were British people there, so they appreciated it. Yeah. Wow, I'm...
0: Excellent Boston
1: tea. Yeah. I will make all of them. Um, Yeah, so they brought us coffee. It was super nice. Um, we went down to the little gift shop at the Red Bull and we bought some souvenirs and had more coffee. And... Um, the morning was not not to make too much of a pun out of it, but the morning was basically a wash. Like they couldn't do anything. It was wet. Um, no one could do. It, it, it was damp. damp. It was a bit damp. But in the afternoon, they so they opened up the pit lane, and uh, here's a quick story for you, in which I sound like an idiot. Um, the Red Bull garage they had one of their old like show cars in the garage, mm-hmm. and they were letting people in to take pictures with it. And while it being very rainy and whatnot, there was a lot of moisture tracked into the garage. Yep. So guess who, going. On, yeah, guess who slipped on one of the puddles and like, what do you do when you fall? You reach out to like grab the closest thing to you to keep yourself from falling. And you what nearly took out a Red Bull car, didn't you? I almost took the Red Bull car off of its stand and onto me, trying not oh, to...
0: wow, fall. this would have been the best thing ever. Oh I would have just God. been like... Sorry, Sarah Connors of Good Girls has recently just taken out a Formula One car.
1: Sarah Connors has been banned from all pit lanes for life After, her
0: after ruining a multi-million
1: dollar a show car. Whoops. But yeah, that was that was bad. Um oh, we brought Susie Wolf flags with us to testing. And oh, she work. came out and, while it was raining, she came out and like waved at us and was like, Shrug, I can't drive the car right now, sorry, and like you know, gave us a, lot of, a little acknowledgement. That was really nice. Um, we walked by the Williams garage with our flags later, and the engineers were like, hey, do you want to come in the garage? And yes, we were like, yes, yes. we did. <clears throat> and they it's took a hold, and we have flags. The answer is yes, we do. Yeah. But, um, so they took a bunch of pictures of us with our flags in the garage. Um... And to cut to the later part of this story, we met Susie in Silverstone, and we had our flags with us again, and she was like, oh yeah, that was me. I texted the team to let you in the garage because your flags were awesome. Oh, she's the best. I just, I, everything is wonderful. I'm so happy. Um,
0: I'm, I'm, I gotta say, I'm really jealous of your whole experience.
1: Yeah, ah, these, uh, this whole trip was just a really long adventure, and it was amazing um well actual, actual testing stuff happened after that um kind of the the big highlights of it were that antonio fuoco crashed the ferrari on wednesday it <laughs> fucked up, son. uh dan's car caught on fire and he had to help fire extinguisher it out
0: there that seems was- to be a red bull trike because i'm pretty sure i've seen a video of said doing the exact same yeah. thing with the car. He's like, give me the fire extinguisher. And you're yeah. like, you know, we have guys that do this, right? You know?
1: <laughs> um, and Julian Palmer crashed the Lotus, and that ended testing. It happened at like 4.30 on a Wednesday. On the Wednesday. And uh, yeah, that, and that was it. And then we had to leave Austria, and we were all real sad about it. But the following weekend was Formula E, so our, our trip just kind of kept on rolling. We drove yeah. around Austria for a day, and flew to London, and Went and did a million uh, Formula E things. We went to the fan forum, met all the current E people. Shout out to the current E people because they're all fucking great. Um, who else did we meet? We met a lot of people. A lot of, a lot of cool Twitter people. And then the Formula E was fantastic. Like
0: I was really jealous because I was in... I got to London like three days after, four days after Silverstone. Or actually, no. It was probably a week, because I went to Scotland before that. And I was like, you got to meet all these amazing people. And I didn't get to meet any of them.
1: <laughs> I mean, next time. Next time we'll coordinate.
0: Yeah, yeah we'll coordinate a bit better. We'll, we'll be in the same place at the same time.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Work right, tends well, to get in the way a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, same. I got really lucky in that I actually worked out of our London office for a couple of days to kind of make up for all the time I took off go all these races so yeah, work is like oh we think we
0: can we can make you do this and you're like yeah okay that's a compromise that was pretty- um i tend to forget that america doesn't have the same amount of days uh, off in australia in australia you get a month of paid leave a year
1: yeah that's super amazing we get like two to three weeks if we're lucky And i am it's a, it's a little bit different i don't get any
0: because i'm a contractor so yeah 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 that's fair. Immediately uh-huh. I get to go on trips to work, so it kind of balances it all.
1: But, yeah, so I'm going to talk about Formula E for a bit, because that was and also about cool.
0: Formula E, because I have
1: nothing to add to it. Oh, man, yo, the the end of the season was so good. It was so good. It came down to a one-point finish between the top two drivers. Like, the for a first-season championship to be that close between two guys that are not on the same team – was fantastic. Fantastic. Awesome. So before we got to London, we found out that um, my bro, Scott Speed, was not driving for Andretti. I was- you were pretty devo oh, until you so realized. realized. Like the worst. The worst. I'm like sitting underneath my Scott Speed flag right now, just like crying into it. Um, however, we did find out that he was being replaced by Simona Di e. Silvestri. So it's kind of, it, it's like it's a okay. sweet I was like, kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't know, like, I was just like, I'm angry, but I'm really happy, but I'm sad, but I'm thrilled. Like, what feelings, all the emotions.
0: I'm not sure which emotion i meant to feel right now.
1: I'm in a glass case of emotion right now. <laughs> just a glass case of emotion. So, it, but it worked out fine. It was, it was fun. Um, we went into the weekend kind of a little, a little tentative, because we didn't know how accessible Battersea was going to be. Battersea Park mm-hmm. is where it happened, where, where the uh, where the race was. Um, just because, you know, my friend Elizabeth and I had been to – Elizabeth, that I keep referring to, writes for our site. She's written a whole yeah. bunch of articles on Grego. You girls. can find her at, at Elizabeth, Elizabeth underscore, underscore Worth. Yeah, she's Elizabeth underscore Worth. Her stuff is great. Read all she's, of her articles on our site. She's written a great piece
0: this week that we encourage you to please go and read. It's worth your time.
1: Yes, so anyways, she and I had done Long Beach, and we had had a great time. The teams were super accessible. When we were there, you could pay $50, and you could get a paddock pass for, you know, the whole day. And uh, we had done that, and so we had basically gotten to meet staff members and PR people and a couple of the drivers from most of the teams. Um, and, yeah, so we were worried going into Battersea since we would had to pay almost that much for tickets whether or not it would be as accessible as Long Beach. Because Long Beach had been free entry, hadn't it? Long Beach was free entry, yeah. We didn't have to spend any money, but we chose to, to get the paddock passes. Um, and also because, you know, motorsports in the UK, everyone wants to go. Everyone wants a piece yeah. of it so no one gets access. So we, you know, we went into this with very low expectations, and all of them were met, and it blew it all out of the water. The first race yeah, was... I Look, I didn't
0: see much of the Battersea the, the, the weekend, but from what I saw on Twitter, everyone was stoked with how it had gone down.
1: Mm-hmm. It was a little disorganized to start, but I thought it was really good that they had both days to do everything. Yeah. Um, you know, with Long Beach it was really only the one day. They had the shakedown on Friday and then the race on Saturday. At Battersea they had obviously a race on Saturday and then another race on Sunday. So they had kind of one day to perfect everything and then Sunday yeah. to just like, go all out and just rock it. And that's that's exactly how it went. When we went to the gates on Saturday, none of the ticket takers had functioning like ticket scanning devices. They didn't work. Mm-hmm. So we didn't end up getting into the into the park until after Free practice 1 had started. Um, and so there were like missing sections of gate still, like the, the cars were going around the track and there were like pieces of the park missing. Um, ooh, it was a little sketchy. Um, but that was fine. Uh, the Andretti cars for the weekend weren't their usual colors, they were orange, they looked like creamsicles, it was kind of great. I like their orange. The I orange do too, and I, I I think they're gonna have them next year too, and I'm pretty okay with it. Yeah, I liked them. I thought they were pretty neat. Mhm. Um. What else? Yeah. So the first race was it was okay. It wasn't very exciting. The only person who seemed to be able to overtake was Jev, which obviously Liz was thrilled about because she's a huge Jev fan. I did um, see Liz's Jev Scott. Uh, Jev <laughs> flag. Yeah. 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 Um, the autograph sessions worked out really well. They, they were really well set up. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. too crazy. Everyone got whatever they wanted. Um, and the podium on Saturday was pretty fun because that was when, uh, Cha- EGAM's Renault officially won the Constructors' title for the year.
0: Mm-hmm. So, in- so, the Constructors' title was won on the second last race. Yes. The Drivers' title...
1: Was one the last race. race? Yes. Yeah, and the cool part was that a different team won the Drivers and the Constructors' Championship.
0: And that, that's that been the – look, Mercedes won last year. Red Bull did the double plus four years before that. And yeah. Formula One, it's been a while since we've seen a differentiation between the two titles.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, to
0: get it in the first
1: season of Formula E. Oh, it was so yeah, and, you know, it made everything a lot more fun. Um, you know, to see Elaine Prost going up there, because, you know, he's one of the head honchos of Edam's Renault. Um, he went up there and got the trophy and did, like, a little dance. It was it it was it was great. Uh, the podium that day was Bwemi in first, uh, D'Ambrosio in second, and then John Eric in third. So that was fun. Um... So, yeah, that, that was a good day. And then the Sunday. I, the Sunday was fantastic. Um, you know, all of the everyone, all the drivers knew the layout of the circuit at this point. Um, it rained for... So how, how they do qualifying in Formula E is different, too. Uh, you know, they do the four heats, so they do a drawing before qualifying starts, and, like, you know, a quarter of the driver go in heat one, a quarter of them heat two, then heat three, heat four. What do you think about that format? I like it a lot. I really do. It works perfectly for the one-day everything race series. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree with you there. I think it adds something different to that one-day format. I don't
0: think it's a format that would
1: – Do you
0: – you've obviously watched more Formula E than I have. Yep. Do you find that the top drivers are more likely to come from the later pool, the later pools when I guess it rubbers in and, and things like that? Or is it really uh, – who gets the best on the day, regardless of what section you're you're drawn into?
1: Well, here's the thing: on the Sunday, it rained during qualifying, only during Heat Three. It okay. rained. For, yep, I swear to God, it rained for like five minutes, and that was Nelson Piquet Jr.'s heat, and he was one of the ones in contention for the title. He had yep. to start like fifteenth. <sighs> Wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you're thinking at oh this point, God. oh, you're done. You're done. You're done. Yeah. Well, that's what you think, right? You would think that, you know, oh, you're, you know. So it, was, it was down to him and Sebastian Buemi for the championship. Boemi uh-huh. started the race, like, third or fourth. And PK started in 15th. And Buemi needed to finish sixth or higher, where PK was tenth or lower. And there was, like, this whole big, obviously, there was this whole big complicated thing of, like, who finished where and, like, how high did one guy have to finish for to win the thing and whatever? Um, the fact that it rained for just session three made everything so dramatic. Everyone was freaking like, out. Not work. Like, can he overtake? This circuit is impossible for overtaking. Like, what is even happening? And then the actual race started, and PK did it. He got himself up to like eighth or seventh. I don't remember which. Stefan Sarazan won the race and got disqualified because he used more than the allotted amount of energy. And that's happened in nearly every race. Someone's yeah, gone yeah. that but... but there were I mean there were crashes, there were people, you know, running out of energy, people like screwing up leaving the pit lane. Everything happened in this race. There was and you know what? I think that the fact that it was the second day of a two-day, you know, we've been driving around this track so much for the last two days, we're like overly familiar with it people were comfortable with certain areas to overtake and certain areas to, you know, not and and for the most part it worked out the battling between oh i want to say it was buemi and yeah it was buemi and bruno senna so bruno senna kept buemi behind him for like the last 10 laps and if buemi had passed him he would have won the championship <sighs> That's intense. It was, it was incredible. And that's it's that's so awesome.
0: it's so Lewis Hamilton steals Felipe Massa's title. Course, yeah, exactly. No, I can't stay on a track.
1: And the best part of it was afterwards. You know, again with the access in Formula E, all of the fans, if they wanted to, not a whole lot of them stuck around because again, it was a lot of families and a lot of kids. Um, yeah. Which you know, I could go on and on and on forever about Formula E and how great it is for for the future of motorsport, but for, for shortness' sake, I'll just say that we were just like it's great. We went to the media center after so we got to see Bruno talking to the media and Nelson Piquet actually gave over and came over and gave him the biggest hug and was like, you know I owe you like 15 beers now <laughs> because you kept whammy behind you when I won the championship. Piquet won it. He won it by a point. It was amazing.
0: <laughs> that's how, look, that's how championships should be. I oh, mean, wow. you and I have you and I have both gone back in our re-education of past events and watched the end of, what is it, 2000 and, is it 2009 or 2010. Anyway, it's that race where we're coming into it that it's, it's 2010 where – Vettel has, like, all these things have to happen. and Someone does this and someone does that. And suddenly Sebastian Vettel is the world champion. Like, it's one of those kind of races that at the end you think it's so close. You're like, this is what it should be. Right, exactly. It's One of those That's things cool. you look it's at that, like, in a glorified sense, yeah. And
1: like, this is what racing about. It's James Hunt bullshit. Like, it's just. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was so good. So good. Like I I can't I'm so excited for Formula E next year because, you know, beyond this weekend, beyond this season being over, the teams are developing their own engines now. Or they have the option to develop their own engines. I think a few of the teams are still sticking with the spec engine from last year and improving on that. But we're gonna get some development though. It's
0: gonna new be new. interesting because now that it moves away from being a spec series, we have that kind of who has the
1: money to develop. Well, yes and no because the only aspect it's moving away from the spec like they're still all using the same chassis they're okay yeah going... so i guess that brings
0: interesting levels because obviously you've got aerodynamics that aren't the same you're just looking at a different engine powering the same chassis
1: yeah i believe they're it's moving...
0: kind of a half and half
1: yeah they're moving away from the the spec chassis in 2017 i believe and at that point i mean what if? What if they make it more of a you know like what Weck does, where they just completely open it up? You can develop. Like everyone, whatever. let's go. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But oh my gosh, I love this series so much. It's like yeah. A bit- I I
0: I really watched a lot at the start, and then life got busy. And hopefully next season I can spend a lot more time watching Avonmili because I, look, I mean. Um, dramatic. So we start to finish I mean we started the season with that
1: crash on the last lap yeah with the and then it went from there yeah, so I don't know I'm excited and uh, you yeah. know the the other the flip side of this all is that um you know the final race of the season was in England and Sam mm-hmm. Byrd won it you know you get your hometown guy winning the hometown race and it was just you know. Yep. I mean,
0: you and I are both no- not necessarily nostalgic in that sense,
1: but we like
0: that idea. We like the idea of the hometown carrying
1: it out, you know. To a certain extent, which brings yeah. us to Silverstone, actually. <laughs> yeah, good segue, huh? Excellent segue, very impressive. Oh, that was, that was real. I'm so proud of myself right now.
0: Um, I know, I mean, segues, but we're getting better.
1: You know you know where I'm going with this? Yes, I do. Holy crap. Lewis Hamilton fans have no chill whatsoever.
0: <laughs> and there very, were
1: little chill. Did you know that there were, I believe, 250,000 people on race day at Silverstone?
0: How is there even space for 250,000 people in Silverstone? You know,
1: uh, I asked myself that before the race, and then I got to the race, and I was like, oh
0: oh yeah, well, yeah
1: here we are now um silverstone was interesting it was it was you know coming in from austria canada the u.s where none of those races have a hometown driver at this point mm-hmm. yeah um, the crowd is kind of mixed up at every race like in canada there's a very strong ferrari fan base which yeah. is interesting. um in austin it's a very mixed bag in Austria there's a lot of Red Bull, but you know, it's it's pretty mixed too, you know, due to Vettel being at Ferrari now and you know, the German influence from Mercedes and no, in the in the UK it's it's either Jensen Lewis or you know, a small amount of support for Will Stevens, which was really cute. Um, but mostly Lewis. Like mostly straight up Lewis Hamilton, like everyone is team L H everywhere all over the place forever. And that's fine. It's just very overwhelming when you're mm-hmm. used to a lot more of a, like, kumbaya kind of atmosphere. Uh, the Lewis fans are like, are like soccer fans in every aspect of everything.
0: A little bit insane? Yeah,
1: a, li- a, li- a, little, bit. a, l- a little bit. A little bit. A little dose. Um, a tiny bit. A wee bit. They were a lot. They were a lot to deal with. A lot of them are very nice. Mm-hmm. A lot of them uh, are insane. Yes. Anyways, it's fine. I had a good time. We obviously did our whole 4th of July thing, and <laughs> I had so many British people yelling at me, Happy Independence Day! I was kind of like, you, you know that we're doing this. You <laughs> can't
0: reclaim independence from you, Brian. right? You realize.
1: I'm sure they did. Well, we, we actually found a couple of Americans. We found some guys who were decked out like we were. We found some old people from North Carolina. It was, it was nice. Like, it was very easy to, you know, approach us and be like, yeah, America! We're from America, too! And it was fun. We had a good time. Sounds excellent. Yes. And then the actual race was just, oh my god. <clears throat> you watched this one, right? Silverstone I
0: watched and it was really great to actually get to watch a race at the time that I was meant to watch it. Whoa. So it was I, I was in Dublin. Um so I watched it at obviously one PM in in, in Dublin and we hadn't even left the house that day. We were going to a hurling match that afternoon, one of the great sports of Ireland. And it was so good to get to watch a race at the time it was meant to be watched. It'd been a while since um, because I'd missed Canada for, I was in Florida, I think when Canada was on. So I missed it because of that or something like that. So it was really good to get to see that, but it was also kind of hilarious in the sense that, um, um i've made all my friends who were holidaying with me watching as well
1: <laughs> nice
0: and yeah. so i got a message from one of them the other day that was like that that guy you like that driver i saw him on the side of a of a of a cab and i'm like who she goes um nico rosberg there's an ad <laughs> for him on the side of a taxi it's like excellent thank you okay good
1: work it's the most beautiful taxi in all the land um <laughs> it's a pretty good taxi <laughs> yeah um, yeah, no, that's that's one thing that I'm gonna have to readjust to is I really did enjoy watching races on real time instead of having to get up at butts o'clock. Back to that this mm-hmm. weekend. Can't wait. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh. You, you, well, I'm gonna miss this weekend's race because good old Tassky booked a bus from Marseille from no, from from Barcelona to Marseille and it leaves at twelve thirty. So, it'll have a little bit of Wi-Fi, I'm hoping, and I'll get this in I'll text you
1: updates. It. It'll be great. I'm watching yeah. it. I'm going to watch it with Joe Yarden.
0: Oh, I, wait, wait. You're, are you watching it with Joe, or are you in Buffalo?
1: Uh, no, Joe is coming to Albany, because we do this thing every year where we go to the Troy Beer Festival, which is, like, 30 minutes north of Albany. Yep, and yep. He, used, he used to live there, and so his old roommate has a party every year, and we go, and it's a good time. It's just a good So.
0: Obviously, our, our Formula One people don't know who we're talking about. Joe Yordan is a dear friend of the podcast.
1: He is basically the Luke Smith of of, of uh, hockey, because he used yeah. to write for Pro Hockey Talk. Brilliant dude. Excellent guy. He doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Joe Yurden, because he's a good
0: dude. Shout out to Joe. I sleep on his couch whenever I go to Buffalo. Yep.
1: Yep. Anyway... Sorry.
0: So That's right. The Nico Rod, not the Nico, the Williams start. My my housemates, sorry, I was with my housemate, we were in Dublin, and that start happened, and I'm yelling. I'm like, oh my god, what did, did you, what, what? and they were just oh, like, the, looking the at me. How did that even happen? I was like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what just happened, and I was so psyched because I was like, oh my god, Williams are going to win a race, Williams are going to, and then it just,
1: and then everything was, went. <laughs> the, weather, the weather at that rain was bonkers, completely bonkers. If that rain had, if the rain had started literally like five seconds earlier, Rosberg would have, would have been able to pit when Lewis did, and it would have been more of a fight. But he nailed the timing of that so perfectly because he is clearly hashtag blessed. And um, actually, to be honest,
0: the best time, I, to, to cut to a different segue slightly to talk about Lewis and hashtag blessed, someone made a reference to me this weekend, or this week about several of Lewis's Instagram photos and things that were obvious from it. And they would just look at me, and they were like, hashtag blessed. And I was like, this isn't even ironic. I can't even do this right now. Like hashtag blessed is only, can only be used in an ironic sense
1: yeah this is not ironic and therefore you can't use it but oh my god <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about and uh we we' we'll come back to this and we're not podcasting you know what we'll just keep going. <laughs> we're gonna keep going that race though um yeah. oh, it, was, it was it look
0: it was one of the best races I've seen this year to be honest it was hard far as, everything that one came of the into it
1: races in the last two years i, I can't
0: Completely agree with you. I mean, we had the Williams start. We had, you know, Nico come back. We had Lewis come back, and and it was luck. There was a bit of luck to it, and there was a bit of talent to it. But it was a legitimate variety of racing that you know could have been so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we started this race. Liz and I were standing there. and We were like, eh, we can go to the bathroom on like lap ten because probably Lewis will be leaving. You know, we'll know what's going on. No, man, we had to hold it until, like, he was actually leaving for real. And it took, like, half the race. <laughs> and that was annoying. I need to pee. But Lewis Hamilton is not well, helping me out right now. You know now. we're going to do this. Just freaking do it so I can pee. Like, that was basically what happened. Um, no, it, you know, honestly, it's, it's not a very frequent race where I can't really remember what else was going on in the rest of the pack because the top four was so interesting.
0: You know, to be honest, for most of this season, we've had to take pleasure from the second and third, or the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh battles. Like, oh, look what Holcomb did, or look what this guy's got. No, we legitimately could take joy in the battle for first place. Yeah. It's been a while since that happened.
1: I don't know if I've ever watched a race where that happened. That didn't end. You're right. You're right. So, but at least not one that exciting. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I have in our notes that the Williams fucking rocket launch start with some Mario Kart bullshit, let me tell you. And that is- I, I didn't even know what to say or how to react. It was like, this cars and it's this and oh my god. And I will tell you, the the way that just, like, silenced a sea of Lewis Hamilton fans was the most beautiful thing in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Here's me and like three other people around me just like giggling, and everyone was just angry, and it was, it was fantastic. My friend Catherine, the Massa fan from Austria, was also at this race, and she was just freaking out. It was beautiful. So, Silverstone was good. We got the result we thought we were going to get, because, you know, obviously Vettel came out of nowhere and took third. But we but we got, got we the got result it. we expected, but we
0: got it in a way that. in a legitimately interesting way exactly it wasn't just like oh, oh he's out the front like i don't look i'm not the world's biggest lewis hamilton fan but if he's gonna win in this fashion
1: I'm to podcast and you haven't picked that up by now
0: exactly this you know. is how he's gonna win a race i'm good with that i can deal with that i can live with that i can hashtag blessed and move on mm-hmm.
1: exactly <laughs> and then i met Susie wolf and then we went home and that was basically my whole trip but you went home without Susie Wolf
0: because that sentence made you sound like you went home with Susie Wolf.
1: Oh no, no, no!
0: <laughs> and I feel like I feel like Toto Wolf and them going to Curry would be Listen. disappointed with you.
1: Toto Wolf was the reason she even saw us. Like we started, we put our flags up on the fence and started hollering at her, just like yelling her name. And Toto turned around and pointed at us, and Susie came running over and was like you girls were in Austria, you're freaking mental, like, this is amazing, this is great, and, like, grabbed my hand through the fence, and it was I, just...
0: I feel like you've, in that moment, I'd be like, I don't think you realize, Susie, how important you are to I, know. Us but... Mel, I don't think you realize how much you mean to us, and that sounds a bit weird and a little bit creepy, but... Yeah, but it makes she, sense. She's, she's all we got right now. Yeah. F1. She'll week Well, we have her and Carmen Jordan. And hey, I want to say Carmen Jordan's response to the haters this week on the Lotus F1 thing was badass. Like, you know what? She may not be the best, but she's there. And I loved how she responded to the, you know, the, the haters. Because to be honest, she basically trounced all of them in a the car race anyway. So
1: yeah, exactly.
0: I, I loved it because I was like, you know what? You go, girl. Like.
1: And she's, uh-huh. really, you know what? She's right because at least she's there as a development driver, and you know, young girls can look up and see, oh yeah, there is a girl who's a development driver. Maybe I can get to that point too, and then maybe I can go further than that. You know, she's a she's a like a measuring stick to get ahead of, if anything. And that's cool. What isn't cool, and I said this to someone online the other day, is the fact that the FIA clearly sees her as the pretty face in the garage to point at. And they put yeah. the camera on her during broadcasts, you know, for no yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: you can have her once in a race because most teams' reserve driver gets shown once in a race. They but do. You generally see it, but she's like they're like. It's like that. Being said, if I have a choice between them showing me Carmen Jordan and them showing me drivers' girlfriends, show me Carmen Jordan. Show so yeah. me Carmen, Carmen Jordan every time because when Carmen Jordan pops up, it says Carmen Jordan, Lotus development driver. That's true. That and when is very true. Pop up, it's just like random girl in a garage. Yeah. Like it doesn't tell you yet. Yeah, yeah. And we know who they are because obviously we follow the sport. But I would try, give me Carmen Jordan and give me Susie Wolf like any day. Show me them every race, five times a race. I will take that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Right. Yeah. So. so we've got, it's, it's, Friday at one thirty a.m. here in Europe. Hungary is – we've got our practice sessions today, quality on Saturday, race on Sunday. We've got our last race before the, the the summer break and looking forward to it. But I guess the big thing, one of the other things that we've been talking about lately in, in, in Formula 1 is where the hell everyone is going to be driving next year.
1: Right, right. And I think before we get into that um... – Mm-hmm. We should uh, the obvious elephant in the room. Yeah. the whole the Jules- elephant in the
0: room. Jules Bianchi. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: there isn't much for us that we can say in this sense. No, I think. I no, think no, we can. We can say that it's obviously Jules passed away last week. The, the funeral was was this week. In uh, was on Tuesday in 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 Nice. It's it's an event that. The repercussions, all the reverberations, has been felt through not just the Formula One community, but every every aspect of motorsports community. Everyone feels this astutely. Every fan, every supporter of the sport, everyone who is in it in some way, because it could be it could be anyone. And, and unfortunately, I mean, we, we we lost Jewel, someone who many have said you know could be have could have been a potential world champion for Ferrari. And, and even beyond whatever talent, was just one of the most genuinely nice and happiest and most beloved members of of the motor, the Formula One community.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. They they did a, um, I know they did a moment of silence for him at IndyCar, and a lot of the IndyCar drivers mm-hmm. were friends with him as well. We um, saw we saw Max Chilton win his first Indy Lights yeah, race this weekend.
0: That was just, great. You know a day, day and a bit after he'd lost teammate and and assuredly one of his best friends in Jules Bianchi. Uh, I, when I saw that result, I was like, you know, that's not just him. I mean, if you believe in those things, it's not just him at the car in that sense.
1: I know when he came out afterwards and he did his press conference, he was like, yeah, you know, I definitely put to, put to use some of the stuff that Jules taught me and, yeah, it was it was just really really moving. I'm I'm so glad he got that result that day. Like that was that was yeah. Crazy. I mean, yeah,
0: it was it was an amazing result, and I mean, it was very few people that didn't feel emotionally affected by that fact. Yeah, that that he had 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 that result, and it was it was it was a great result. I mean, it's. We're a lighthearted podcast ninety nine percent of the time. So it is, well, it is it's really kind really of but it's a turnaround for us. We 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 were actually meant to record on Saturday and I I got to my friend's house and connected to the Wi Fi and, and and saw the messages from a couple of my friends to find out that the jewels had passed. Over, overnight or it had been announced overnight and you and I I mean we didn't even speak about it it just it just became something that we weren't doing we weren't recording that day we couldn't we couldn't be us we couldn't do what we do with with that so fresh in in our minds or anyone's
1: minds yeah exactly so here we are now it's been you know enough times past I think and you know they'll they'll do their moment of silence on, on Sunday and hopefully moving forward, you know, they can rectify some of the, you know, the virtual safety car being brought into. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think this will make improvements. We you know, as you just said, the virtual safety car, but there's also, there's also a certain aspect of this that was just a horribly freak accident that was the, the, unfortunate combination of the worst place and the worst time in, in so many facets um we have seen the vehicle safety car that's going to make a great difference um i believe things like the policies and, and how they use um in cranes and, and those kind of things remove cars also are reviewed and looked at yeah yep. and and hopefully this is not something we see again i mean you and i both have become motorsports fan in an era where this was never a thing we, we, we thought about. Um, it had been, you know, 10, 20 years since we'd, we'd seen an accident like this when we lost center in 1994. So it really truly had been, such a long time. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who anyone who had discovered the motorsports as a kid, who was in their mid twenties, even to some aspects in thirties, this wasn't something that we understood as part of the sport. It was a bit of a wake up call, I think, for everyone in this. And I mean, unfortunately, we saw we saw the outcome that that we did, and and we saw the the beautiful send off that was given on on Tuesday. It's going to be a, it's going to be a rough weekend this weekend in Hungary because. Obviously, jewels will be recognised, and you'll have drivers driving with this in their mindset, like we saw after Japan and so forth. But yeah,
1: I don't know. That's there's really not much else we can say about that. that there isn't, but it's obviously something that
0: we'd be doing a disservice if we if we didn't mention at least. Yeah,
1: yeah. That said, yeah, let's but, let's talk about next season's drivers.
0: Yeah, it's – I feel like the thing next season comes back to the point of does Hulkenberg end up at Williams or does Hulkenberg end up at Ferrari? And it all pins on where Valtteri Bottas goes. If Valtteri Bottas goes somewhere, which pins on whether Kimi Räikkönen goes somewhere. It, it's like a domino effect here. It was, it was if like, Räikkönen moves, Bottas yeah. moves,
1: Hulkenberg moves. Yeah, yeah. And everyone says exactly was, where they uh, are. Before, before last season started, right? When no one knew whether Alonso was going to leave Ferrari or not leave Ferrari and whether Vettel was going to leave Red Bull or not leave Red Bull. And there was, like, all these stupid dominoes that had to happen and that's why McLaren couldn't figure their shit out. And, oh, my gosh. I just I don't want that yeah. to happen. And,
0: and, and if, we look at the, if we look at the gossip of the papers, does Button have a drive next year? I mean, it goes on and
1: on. They were talking about linking him to Williams today.
0: Yeah, that makes no sense to me. I just,
1: just disregarded that. It's stupid.
0: Speaking Uh, of drivers, have you seen, did you see the back and forth between Magnuson and Button last day or
1: two?
0: (laughs) I love that K-Max is like, well, I saw my car, but it has your name on it.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know they're joking, but it's still hilarious.
1: Hashtag banter, hashtag, I don't even know anymore. Do I cry or do I laugh? Or look, look,
0: look, one thing we keep forgetting is we're going to be getting a new Formula One next team as well. Next, oh, I know. new Formula One team next year as well, so the, and it's so going to be have, Alex Rossi and someone else.
1: Is it though? Is it really? Do we know this? We don't know this. But we're if going to know
0: If you're an American team, how do you not pick Alex Rossi?
1: you got to be really stupid. But I, I yeah. you know, I hope, you, you,
0: take the, you take the Force India approach. You have one driver that brings in some money and then the driver that you actually want to hire. Hey, Checo well, Perez, you're the driver that brings in the money, just in case you weren't sure.
1: Right. They're not hurting for money. I mean, there's a way, there's a reason they're starting this team.
0: Yeah, exactly. So. Haas F1 has some money. They have some backers.
1: I can't, I literally cannot express to you how excited I am about this. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the drivers that have been linked to, obviously, Haas F1 have been Hulkenberg, Gutierrez, jean eric Byrne. So so, so all
0: all of the Ferrari F1. F1. Exactly. (laughs) All of the Ferrari test and reserve drivers.
1: Yep, yep. So we'll see. They're supposedly going to announce their drivers in September so that they're known by the U.S. Grand Prix, which is a good move.
0: Of because um, then you can bring them to the US Grand Prix and be like, these guys are going to be driving for you next
1: year. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm literally going to cry. I can't wait. Um, yeah, so that's... that's It's silly season. It's officially silly season. And, uh, you know, just, yeah, look.
0: Every article at the moment like, this could happen. It's not based on any factual understanding, but it could happen.
1: Yeah, it's as bad as hockey with all of the nonsense rumors and everything. There yeah, no Yeah. Hmm. It's...
0: It's, yeah,
1: yeah, it's the worst. And the best at the same time. Um, What else? We've got a couple other things. We've got the calendars for next year They'll come up.
0: Yep. Um, Hopefully we're getting a German Grand Prix back. We're currently getting a Grand Prix of Baku, Azerbaijan.
1: Yeah, and you know what's really annoying? Is that Baku is right between two of the races that would be right next to each other. It's right between Austria and Germany. What the hell, F1. Yeah. What have you, done? you can't conveniently drive from Austria to Baku. No! You can't! I don't want to go to Baku. I don't wanna die. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, yeah there's lots of things with Baku that I could I could leave.
1: A million human rights violations to start.
0: And and, and yeah, that's yeah, that's basically it. It's the worst.
1: I don't want this. I want Germany and Austria to be back to back so I can go to Austria again and then also go to yeah. Germany. But no, no, that can't be. So that's probably.
0: Yeah. Where's where Where's the Grand Prix meant to be next year in Germany? Is it?
1: Top where is
0: it? Top nine. Top nine. Okay, yeah, yeah, because it was meant to be the Nurburgring this year and it didn't. Okay,
1: it so just like I can't remember where it's meant to be. It is back to back with Hungary, so you could ideally. Yeah, you could do, Yeah, that's not that far. No,
0: no. So.
1: That's a thing. That's a maybe. Yeah,
0: because it's a 44-hour drive between Azerbaijan and Baku.
1: Yeah.
0: 3,768 yeah. kilometers. Between Baku and Aachenheim, you mean? Yeah, if you drive it.
1: Okay. Not doing that.
0: If you fly it, it's five hours and 40 minutes.
1: So it's but basically still, like, like going from Boston to California.
0: Let me just explain this. Baku is on the Caspian Sea. Its neighbors include Kazakhstan, Georgia, Armenia, and Iran.
1: Yeah, I'm not doing that. That's a no. Yeah. That
0: is a big hard no. Yeah, and that's and Russia, I believe that is. I actually don't think it's Kazakhstan. I think that's Russia. Yeah, yeah. So and if you sail across the ocean from Baku, you hit Turkmenistan or Uzbekistan. Kazakhstan. So there's a lot of stands going on there and I don't know how I feel about that. I understand how Bernie feels about that, and that's dollar-dollar bills, yo,
1: but still. You know what is fun is that Germany and Hungary are back-to-back. Spa and Monza are back-to-back as well. So that could be a fun trip. The only problem with that is that the weekend of Monza next year is also the weekend of IndyCar Boston, which I am not missing. I refuse to miss that.
0: So, I completely understand that there's no missing the Boston. Hopefully, next year I'll get to the Toronto IndyCar, but potentially we'll be somewhere in the world covering ice hockey again. Yeah. yeah, who knows? But, uh, who knows? It's far ahead. It is. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> what else do we have to cover? Could we we'll be going for a good hour and a bit now?
1: We have. Good job, us.
0: It's nearly 2 a.m. In, in in Barcelona.
1: You should go to bed.
0: Where are you going next? I'm in Barcelona for another two days. And then I'm going Marseille, Milan, Zagreb, Budapest, uh, Vienna, Prague, Amsterdam, Copenhagen, back to
1: Toronto. That is a hell of a trip. Right. I got have... two months. I got two uh, months. I don't have anything quite that interesting for the next like month or so. However, basically a month from right now, I will be in Pennsylvania at the whatever-the-hell Pocono IndyCar race hmm I'm doing with Liz. It's gonna be hilarious. I can't wait. It's gonna be amazing. We're a little um, bit
0: jelly. To be yeah. honest, I've actually... I've never been to a, any kind of motorsports race in person.
1: Oh, we're gonna fix that next year.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No, 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 no. We got, we've, got, uh, we've got Austin coming up. We'll fix that.
1: Ooh, that's true. Oh my god. Um, and have to and learn... up. Yes. Um, anyways, no, the, the one thing I wanted to talk about for IndyCar really quick is, holy crap, it is so affordable. I can't, I can't even. Um, so we looked into, like, buying tickets and stuff, and I'm gonna end up doing that probably next week, but for three of us to camp, have grandstand tickets, and get two-day paddock passes is gonna cost us each guess. $60? So this is- This is, no, listen, this is three days of camping, so three days of, like, lodging, a paddock pass, and our two-day grandstand. Okay. 120 bucks? I don't know, I've never bought
0: tickets to a race before,
1: okay? Did you say euros?
0: No, no, I said 120 bucks.
1: Oh. 90. It is $90 (laughs) for a... Yeah, again, a paddock pass, a two-day grandstand, and it, it's a two-day paddock pass. AND CAMPING! Okay, that's impressive. When that is how much is it, it this? costs to park your car at the U.S. Grand Prix. When
0: is, and the U.S. Grand Prix is affordable.
1: It is. I don't drive there, but, you know.
0: No, no, no. But when is... when is... When... when is this
1: race? The IndyCar is. It is yeah. the third weekend in August. So it's the same. Still not back yet. (laughs) No, no, no. No, you'll be watching Spa. You'll have to report back on that one.
0: True. I was considering going to Spa and I realized I was going to be camping in a paddock on my own and decided I might just leave it for this time. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, well. I hope you have an excellent time at Pocono. Obviously hopefully we'll be doing a podcast sometime after Hungary. We've got a month off from Formula One after Hungary. The next race is Spa, which is the third weekend of August. Yeah. Um, so we'll be we'll be back after Hungary, hopefully. Fingers crossed, we've got that. we've got a month there to get we've
1: it. We've got a month to figure our shit out and only one of us is in Europe. So Yeah, true, true, yeah. And
0: hopefully I can yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I can get my shit together this time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So that's yeah. us. That's for an exceptionally long episode of The Good Girls. Um, <laughs> thank you for thank you for putting up with our absence. And also hopefully thank you for putting up with the bizarre nature that was this podcast. Um also, as well as the background noises provided by the vending machine and my youth hostel.
1: <laughs> also I wanna say um Quick shout-out to Zach from Super License, who I got to hang out with in London.
0: I'm very jealous you got to hang out with Zach. Um, I was definitely not organised enough to see Zach. I did see some other Formula One people that we knew, but I was only in town for a certain amount of time, and none of it was F1-based. So next time we get back, we'll catch up with
1: Zach. Sure. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. So
0: for, for I guess, For another episode of The
1: Good Girls...
0: I'm Saskia Stewart. You are
1: Sarah Connors.
0: And we will see you kind of about sometime after the next race.
1: (laughs) Bye.